Hi, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Emily Green, otherwise known as Emily the Medium. This show is a space where I'll share my teachings around life after death, the soul, intuition, developing psychic abilities, and so much more. Together, we will expand our minds beyond what is widely accepted as truth and start to see the mind, body, and soul from a completely different perspective. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I hope you're having a beautiful day wherever you are in time and space. I'm very excited to present this episode to you today because it's been a while since I've had a guest on the show. I'm kind of transitioning to the podcast to being more solo episodes, Q&As, life updates, teachings, etc. And so guest interviews will be a bit more few and far between. But today I have on someone very, very, very special special. And this interview was just so incredible. I have on a new friend and fellow starseed light being just a wonderful human being and soul in all ways, Lais Gort. I have been a part of a couple of different workshops that Lise has put on. She describes herself so beautifully in this episode, and I can kind of try what she describes herself as a soul sound singer, a cosmic light being, a frequency holder. And she's really committed to the power of sound and the power of our voices and the power of our creativity and our ability to channel things through us, through our voices and through sound and through expression. And it's just a topic that I'm so passionate about. And I just think the world of her, I think she's so incredible and she brings so such powerful insights in this conversation, as well as some very simple, but also incredibly powerful ways that you can learn and start to relax your vocal cords to bring through the sounds, whether that's singing, speaking, humming, talking, the sounds that want to come through you. So it was such a powerful hour that I got to have with Lace, and I always just walk away from our interactions feeling so much more relaxed and embodied and she just has a beautiful ability to hold space in whatever kind of container she's in. So I can't wait for you to hear more about her. I also talk a little bit about some vulnerable behind the scenes moments of my experience being a part of workshops with Lice. So I'm delighted and excited to introduce her work to you. All of her information is in the show notes because I'm sure that you'll want to connect with her after the fact here. And she she hosts workshops and ceremonies that are similar to the workshops and ceremonies that I've been a part of and will be hosting them coming up soon. So stay tuned for that. You can watch her page over on Instagram. So before we get to my interview with Lace, I also did just want to remind you that by the time this episode comes out, it will be the week of my Spirit Baby Healing event. I am currently 75% sold out with tickets, so there is still room to jump in on Wednesday, June 9th at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be an incredible healing evening for those who are looking to bring a child onto this planet, who are already holding the soul of a child in their vessel, or who are just interested in womb healing and frequency healing, frequency adjustments to really help usher in this new age, this new paradigm on this planet. So I look so forward to seeing you and I hope to see you there. And without further ado, let's get into today's interview with the beautiful, the amazing, and the radiant Lais Skort. Lais, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today. I've been so looking forward to getting the chance to sit down with you and learn more about you and your work and have you share your wonderful, beautiful, unique, and amazing work with the listeners and with the world. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. 
Yay. So I think where we'll start is I would love for you to open up and just share. I'm always really curious about people's origin stories, especially when they're doing such powerful work in the world of how they came to, you know, wherever you want to pick up. I always just say you craft your explanation of your story however you want. But how did you become the amazing like there's and also I want to just say that I feel like there's so many amazing ways that I could describe you and your work. Like, I don't know that I could really just narrow it down to one thing, which I love. I, I love the sort of the multidimensionality of people and their work. And it's not just so simple as, you know, I just, I do just this, or I do just that, or I am just this, or I am just that. So I would just love to hear more about you and how you came to be doing the work that you're doing today. Yeah. Thank you for saying this because it's so hard for me to wrap up on one thing. And I even tell my clients that it's hard for us to define ourselves in one thing. And the only word that I can bring that all of us, I feel that we are is light beings. Yeah. And we are, I see myself as a frequency holder. I'm holding frequencies for myself and mm -hmm. for the world, for my clients, either through sound or through seeing their soul. I've, I'm a soul seer and also work as a visibility coach, helping my clients see how amazing they are and put that out in the world unapologetically. And the sound piece is something that Always, I feel that it was always with me. I feel that when we are kids, we know what we are really here to do, but because of so many of these constrictions of how we see that we need to be or that we should be to fit a role in society, we forget a little bit. We don't listen to our soul during a period of time. And we're probably going to talk about this. Yes. And I turned that off. It was like, uh, yeah, singing, it's not exactly something that you can work with unless you're going to become a singer. And that's not truly realistic. I don't think that uh, anymore these days, but yeah. we, we go through these phases where, oh, if it's not realistic, I need to think something that is realistic and so on. And that actually got back to me, it was in 2019, I guess, actually, the singing part, but I was already working with astrology and so on before that. So uh, it, yeah, it was a lot of different turns <laughs> until I got to yeah. uh, go back to Soul Sounds. Beautiful. Yeah, you found your way, you found your way home, you found your way back to something yeah. that you love to do in childhood. And, and like we mentioned before we started recording, I think it's very interesting, just that's not true for everybody. But a lot of people have that similar experience where it's like there's a re coming home to something that we used to be very comfortable with or used to be very comfortable with expressing or experiencing. And so I love how you came home to that. And just 2019, my goodness, Lace. Yeah, I was doing this through my whole life, but right. yeah, right. the thing is I lost it when I had an accident. I mentioned to you, so for your audience to know, in 2008, I dived in a pool and I broke my neck and I lost all my movement from my neck down. That was a moment where people look looking from the outside in will think, oh yeah, you can't walk and so on. But for me, the biggest loss that I had was I couldn't play instruments anymore. Right. I had a lot of loss of my breath. So until I got that back, singing was not that good. And to sing well, we need to work with our posture as well. And I had very bad posture and I still struggle with that uh, to these days to get the best posture that I can uh, yeah. with the movement that I have. Yeah. So all the things that were dear to my heart were like shattered mm -hmm. at that point. So I actually stopped making music for quite some time, yeah. even singing. And when I got back to singing, it was really like my excuse to be able to scream, <laughs> yeah. to really uh, release all the pain and all the struggle that I had, all the angry side, that, uh, all the anger that I had towards what happened. And singing is healing. Uh, yeah. And that was healing for me at that point. And when I got back to this, it was first for me, but then I realized I healed through, through music. Music is what made me stay alive and uh, to get back to who I was. I need to share this with the world. I can't just keep it for myself. Wow. Wow. It all came together. It's amazing. I mean, it's so incredible. And I want to just 
go back to the period of time, I guess, before and after your accident. And how would you say, I mean, of course, just in how you were able to move through the world changed. And I imagine there was a lot of relearning. And so I want to talk about two parts of this. Just did you have a classic near death experience or what was your experience like? Do you remember? Do you have kind of conscious memories around after your accident? I do. You do. I do. Yeah. Tell me everything. So, well, when I got, when I went to the, the hospital, I actually had to uh, go through surgery because I had broke my neck. They needed to fix that. I had that, um, how is it called? I always forget the name. I know what you're talking about. I can see it. I'm picking it up from your mind. I don't know the word for it either. <laughs> yeah, they, they put me out uh, so yes. that I wouldn't feel ever, anything. I can't remember the name of that thing that I do either way. So that actually puts you in a temporary coma or something like that. Right. During that time after the surgery, I remember clearly that some being came to me and told me, this is going to be hard. Do you want to continue? Wow. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. Let me go back. Let me go back. Wow. And when I uh, woke up, my mom actually told me after that, that I was like, mom, click yes, 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 yes. Like I was having to feel a form or something like that to be able to come back, wow. uh, which was funny to hear. And when I talked with uh, an aunt of mine as well, she told me that she was crying a lot because she knew I had to make a hard decision in such an early age. Mm. And that made me realize that that experience wasn't just a dream because they were picking up on things that I couldn't, I couldn't invent that. Yeah. So wow. at first I would think, oh, maybe this is a dream, but that made me realize that, oh no, uh, actually there was something happening here. And of course I, I regretted a little bit the decision later, Yeah. <laughs> but Shortly after, I was like, what was I, was I thinking? But right. I realized that I had more things to do in here than you did. Um, just that. And thank goodness you said yes. We're so happy you're here. My goodness. Well, I think that that's so, so interesting. And actually, I was just, I recorded an episode last week. And, you know, on, on this podcast, one of the questions a lot of people ask about is just, you know, the afterlife and the soul. And they're just, everybody's very curious about the mechanics and the processes. And I think an experience like yours is such a powerful illustration of, I mean, so many things. Number one, your, it's almost like your soul's willingness that it was so willing and excited and wanted to come back into your body so bad. You're like, I don't care if it's going to be hard. Sign me up bring me back in, you know? So, and then of course you come back in and you're like, oh my goodness, this is hard, you know? So I, I think that's, that's such an interesting illustration of that. And I also think it's a really beautiful illustration of the power of choice, not just as like human beings on the power of our choices, but just as souls, you know, do I want to go back? Do I want to stay? So what do you think about that? Just in like that, that you essentially had a choice of which way you were going to go. Yeah. I feel that we are always we have this uh, team of supporters around uh, our soul's mission and we always have choices. We go through these moments in life where in this 3D life, sometimes we think we don't have a choice mm -hmm. by some things that it's fatalistic, but it's not true. We always have a choice, even about whether we go or whether we stay or how we react to things, how we're going to, yeah, how we're going to live through difficult times as well. and. If we see the possibilities and we acknowledge that we're always held no matter our decision and that there's no wrong choice, it's just different paths, mm -hmm. it's much easier to live life, I feel, at least. Oh, I completely wholeheartedly agree with you. I think you you sum that up so beautifully. And I think it's it's something that definitely we forget. And I'm really passionate about reminding people the power of choice. And that's why I love that we're speaking a bit more on the macro level here, but just in the micro of your experience, I think it's like, wow, that's such a great illustration of that. And that we always have a choice and we have the power to choose. And that also, it, it does, it feels much easier. And I think it also feels so much more empowering as we're moving through the three 
three-dimensional reality because you know a lot of this world is is made to make us feel like we don't have a choice and we're not you know we're not in command of our path and our destiny and things like that so I really love that and I, I really am passionate about that conversation so and it's so amazing that you were able to bring back that memory and wow it's amazing so then after that post-accident and you're healing and I imagine you're in pain. What did your healing process look like? Like what, as you were kind of reorienting with your physical body and relearning and all this stuff, what, what was your healing process like? Like what got you through as you came back to sound and singing, but what got you through until then? Yeah. A lot of physiotherapy uh, I had to do in the beginning. It was two times a day, even on weekends. That was two years of my life, really working on relearning how to use my body the way it was at that point. And as much as I feel that trauma often makes us want to numb. Mm -hmm. And I definitely did that many times. But at the same time, what happens when you have a spinal cord injury, basically your whole body from the injury down is numbed. Mm. So I actually, all I wanted was to feel. Wow. So that was really painful on itself. But... Yeah. It made me look for things that made me feel something. And definitely music is one of the things if you, and I'm even going to tell to your audience, if you want to really experience the power of music, take a song that has a really deep bass, put it on your headphones or in a good speaker and just feel how it feels in your body. It's really physical music it's not just for your ears you can feel that bass and i could feel music i can feel sound and doesn't matter how numb my body was even in the beginning music made me feel something and moved me in a way that nothing else could and singing yeah singing is resonating your whole body yeah we are an instrument in our whole body. So I didn't know the science of it at the time, but I knew that I was moving so much emotion and grief Mm. as I was yelling those sounds and wasn't like uh, spiritual music or anything. It was really into punk rock at the time. Um, (laughs) I love it. The best thing to, when you really want to (laughs) move to grief, there's something that you can yell to. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I love how you say that your body is an instrument. I think that's, that's so powerful and it's, it's, it's so, it's so true. I mean, I think it's, it's such a powerful little nugget of information of just that it's music, listening to music is a visceral experience and how you feel it and your body responds. And it's, it's almost like I picture the music kind of like waking yeah, moving through you and like waking your body back up and awakening parts that, you know, went to sleep or or things like that. So, so incredible. And so, oh, there's so many different places I want to go from there. But I think the next thing I wanted to ask you is, is that sort of your, your experience with music and with sound and with singing? I know you are, like me, interested and love kundalini yoga. Is How did you find your way to kundalini yoga and mantra? Was that part of your healing process as well? Definitely. One of the things that I felt uh, after the whole experience, and this was later on, I think it was 2019, actually, that I started Kundalini Yoga. Wow. I looked for so many things that I could do like as an exercise. And that was really what where I started into Kundalini Yoga. It wasn't the, although I love the spiritual side and that's the nad part, the sound current is the thing that I love the most. Uh, I was looking for something that I could do and I tried Tai Chi. I really like Tai Chi, tai chi mm-hmm. as well. I tried some other modalities, uh, Qigong and so on. Uh, but Kundalini Yoga, I thought that I couldn't do yoga uh, because of all the postures, but Kundalini Yoga is different. You have postures for anyone. Yes. And even if you can't move a finger, you can still uh, do the mantras if, if right. that's the case. But I found so much healing in that and really being able to move my body in different ways and get better posture, better breath that helped me come back to music as well. Because with that, plus the mantras, it really helped me go back to using my instrument in a better way. Yeah. 
And I really saw that that was something that was making uh, a fundamental change for me. And again, going back to feeling, it made me feel something mm -hmm. uh, like I didn't before. And I love the mantras, of course. I love being able to sing to them and feel the sound and really work with the sound. Celestial communication, putting that mantra, that beautiful sound current in your aura all around you, incorporating that, things that I really loved about it. And I actually did the Kundalini training to be able to teach that to my clients as well, because wow. it's such a powerful tool that goes hand in hand with sound and with clearing the subconscious mind is something that it's so powerful with Kundalini Yoga as well. We some so many people go through therapy for years while Kundalini Yoga can help you with very in a very short amount yeah. of time. Yeah. Uh, and I saw that for myself. Wow. So we really can clear a lot of blocks and a lot of ancestral things and trauma just by actually moving the energies that are imprinted uh, in us. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I just, I love speaking to other kundalini yogis because you just get it. You know, I'm just like, we're just on the same page with with how incredible the technology is and and how healing it is in such a short period of time. I've been practicing almost every, actually every day since 2016, I found the technology and, and I found the, I found kundalini yoga and the mantra and everything. And I just, it was like head over heels. I immediately fell in love and it's been such a integral part of my path and my healing and my journey. And now like you getting to do some trainings and things like that and start to share it with the world. I mean, it's just amazing. And one of the things I want to talk to you about is, and this is kind of a really cool parallel that I see between Kundalini Yoga and between your work is Kundalini Yoga was the first sort of touch that I had with the concept of like falling in love with your own sound current, with the sound yeah. of your own voice. And when I heard that for the first time, uh, you know, I, I would always hear myself back on recordings, like hear myself speaking back on recordings or on a voicemail or on a video. And I would just like, I used to just cringe at the sound of my own voice. I was like, oh my God, I sound so annoying. I sound so squeaky, you know, whatever. And then Kundalini Yoga comes in and says, hey, you can fall in love with your own sound current. And I go, oh my gosh, what does that feel like? And so through the years of practicing and chanting the mantras, and I can honestly say my in my speaking voice, at least I'm still working on my singing voice, which we'll, I'll talk to you about, but my speaking voice, I can honestly say that I love to listen to myself speak. What's your experience with that like well i love that you say that and so happy that you love your voice now as well i always talk about this the first time that i heard this in kundalini yoga was like yes that's the whole point yes because the truth is our sound our voice is the manifestation of our soul right there mm -hmm. and if we can love our voice if we can love our sound we start to get in love with our own soul yeah. we start experiencing our own soul i really feel that when I'm singing, like channel singing, just letting things flow through me, my sound changes. And I notice that there's more depth in there because it's not just my soul. It's my soul moved by something else, something higher. It feels different. I show it feels so connected. And Kundalini Yoga says that this is being the nod. It's, uh, and even when you're chanting a mantra, it's you being the nod, you're just immersed by that sound and you forget who you are. And yet you are so much more who you are at that moment when you just forget like the self, the ego, the shoulds, the who I have to be and so on. I really feel that my experience with that, first of all, was really remembering uh, because I felt connected to it. And yet, just like you, I just experienced this earlier on in my life because I used to, when I was a teenager, I used to record myself on tape at a time. We didn't have this amazing cell phones that we can just <laughs> Yeah, press. that's right. Like cassette tape. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so I would record on cassette tape and I listened back. And I always thought, oh, I think I, I sound better when I'm, it's not on a recording. And I was thinking if it was, the tape that had a bad sound or something like that. But then 
when you listen on phones these days uh, would be the same thing. And I took a while as well to listening back to myself to uh, really enjoy my voice in recording. I love it <laughs> these days. I really like, uh, and I'm not ashamed to say that I love listening to my own mu music, to my own recordings. Yeah. Uh, and our voice is the most powerful thing, especially when you fall in love with your voice. You really get to create change and create worlds and anything you want with your voice when you know how to not just use it, but love it. Wow. That's powerful. So powerful. Oh my goodness. That's palpable. I could just feel that was so palpable when you said that. And, and even when you said, you know, loving and listening, first of all, you, I mean, your voice is just so incredibly angelic and magical. And I could just listen to you sing and sound as, as you say, I love that term that, that you brought to my attention all day long. It's just incredible. And I love how you say that you love listening to your music and your recordings. It's such an interesting thing. I've never thought about, but just musicians and artists and creators and how there's often this association where it's almost like they can't love their own music because that's selfish or that's conceited or, or whatever, whatever the, the yeah. narrative is around it. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, but, but who are we creating the music for? Yes. We're creating it for the world, but also you're creating it because you're bringing beautiful sound and, and melody and words through you that, that feel good to you and that you enjoy. So why wouldn't you enjoy your own music? Right. That's exactly it. And I, you're so right. There are so many musicians that are like, uh, oh, I, I'm tired of listening my own songs and so on. I truly believe that most of them are not saying the truth. They're just trying to be humble and right. say what they, people expect them to say. And right. I love when uh, singers say, yes, I love my music because that's it. If you don't love it, why you would expect other people to love it? That's right. right? Uh, we want yeah. to put out something that we enjoy because you know that other people enjoy as well when we are so immersed like i said uh in this and uh like guru jagat used to say as well i uh, usually say is as well like when you impress yourself you are able to impress others so that's right the goal is always to impress ourselves because we are worst judges so yes. if we can make something that i feel and i love I know that uh, this is going to have an impact on others as well. Some people yeah. might like it, some people not. But if you like your own thing, it doesn't matter if people like it or not. You like it. Yeah. That's the most important thing. That's what matters. And that's, absolutely. And ultimately, that's, I think, also just by virtue of the the energetics behind it is that ends when when you love something so much that you've created that that's what ends up being the most magnetic by virtue of that which i think is just so amazing as well and yeah, i started making music because i wanted to create something that really would make a difference for others as well and that would help heal me but in healing me would heal others as well because we it's we're all interconnected so when we move energy, we are opening up possibilities for others as well. Yeah. Um, and I knew how much just the fact that creating music for me was such a out there thing, even though I had a training before and so on, I still don't move my fingers and mm. uh, properly. And um, I really started just using my voice as an instrument and then I started stretching myself and getting back to uh, the keyboard and creating things with that. And I really feel that I am doing stuff that most people would say that's impossible for you. Right. And I realize and I'm grateful for how much I'm seeing possibilities where it wouldn't be possibilities. So I know that even my process creating is opening new possibilities for other people as well. Wow. But more than that, I really wanted to use, I know that not every, although most singers bring all their passion to their music, mm -hmm. I know that most singers are not familiar with the sound current and the nod and how it can uh, move energy and transmit in a higher frequency right. and I really right. wanted to use that I wanted to use my experience with Kundalini Yoga and 
with all that I've been through and really transmute lower energies and sending them in the highest possible so that I can help uh, elevate the energy through that as well. Amazing. Wow. And I just, I love what you said. I just want to touch on what you said about just that concept of the impossible made possible as you're creating your music. And it's like, there's a force that's moving through you that's determined to get this music out into the world, no matter what. It's, um, it's incredible. That gave me goosebumps when you said that. And so this brings me to what I wanted to talk to you about next, which is your, well, couple this is a two-pronged kind of thing here but first of all just your channeled singing which I think you mentioned that earlier but I would love to have you expand on on just what that looks like and what the energy feels like the for you as you're bringing through these channeled pieces of art as you're singing like what's your process like how do the words come to you how does it all happen for you yeah that that that's what started it all actually I started it uh when I heard, I don't know if you heard of Fia. It's a singer that I really love. Yes, I have heard. Yes. Yes. So she does this process of a voice play, which is just an exercise of a voice. And you're singing sounds and just moving the sounds and so on. And I was like, okay, this is a great exercise. I'm going to start doing that. And I started doing that. But as soon as I started that, words started to kick in. And Mm -hmm. I attribute a little bit of that because I always prepare with Kundalini Yoga. So I did my whole practice. But anyway, the main thing is breath of fire. Yeah. And I always really focus on my breath of fire to hold my breath for as long as I can until I feel that, okay, this is time to start singing. Mm. I drop the breath and I start bringing whatever sounds that are meant to come at that moment. It doesn't have to be words. I just let the sound flow and move through me. Uh, It's like opening the faucet. Uh, Anything that needs to come just comes and flows out. And at a certain point, the words start to come. And I just let them come. I let them flow through me. And like I heard you say before, like uh, when you're ch- you are channeling, uh, that sometimes you hear something that you think, oh, this is smart. Uh, I had the same experience. It was like listening to that and feeling, oh, this is deep. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's not mine because I couldn't have thought of that. It goes way beyond my understanding. Yeah. And I just could feel such a powerful energy that some people may call spirit, some people call source or the Holy Ghost, whatever it is, the spirit guides. Mm-hmm. I feel it's all the same. It's all coming from those guides that uh, are supporting us in here and that want, want us to know that there are more things yeah. and that we're ready to experience something deeper than just this 3D life so that we can merge and bridge the higher realms with the lower realms and get out of this duality and see that everything comes together and we are here for a reason Mm -hmm. and we're learning things, we are remembering things and we all have a purpose and we can't hold back, especially in these times. That's what I get from them every time. Wow. That's so powerful. And I've received similar messaging. <laughs> so I I completely agree with you. And, and actually that brings me to just sort of a follow-up question to that is in your work and your work with, with people and, and, and I imagine women and all kinds of people, but what are the, the biggest things that you help your clients and help the people that you work through in the, in your work, just, I guess, in regards to our voices and our visibility and our power and our truth? Like what are the, the the biggest things that you notice or that you observe and that you help your clients work through and, and, and transmute and move through? Yeah. Most people are afraid of using their voices, especially in singing, yeah. uh, like you said uh, as well. And there are multiple reasons for that. Uh, some people were set, uh, told that, they don't have a good singing voice or uh, they, they, they don't get to speak uh, even, mm-hmm. uh, that they should be quiet, uh, don't bother others and uh, so on. And I've at the same time see that 
when I start opening about this and talking with people about this, most people love to sing when they were kids. Right. And had such a beautiful experience with that. And at some point they stop it either because it was a silly kids thing or because they heard something that was hurtful yeah, uh, yeah. and they closed off or some people it's because they had other lifetimes where they had their voice shut as well, which it's not uncommon or that even they use their voice in a way that was hurtful for others. And then they feel like they can't use it in this lifetime, which it's silly, uh, but yeah. we, we do go through those, those things. We, we're not one dimensional and we carry more things with us in this life than we would like to sometimes. <laughs> uh, Amen to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel that it's so healing because especially when we fear using our voice, uh, especially to singing, but for anything, when you lean towards the thing that you fear or the thing that is painful and you just do it, suddenly all the possibilities open. Like if I can do this I and I can enjoy doing this, what else can I do? I can do anything. And that's why I use so much. That's one of the reasons, of course, the fact that I love uh, this work with sound is so important as well, but it's really opening possibilities uh, when we lean towards something that we are afraid of. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what I see with my clients. They really open up and blossom and start showing up in bigger ways because they start seeing their power and hearing their power through the things that come through. They channel songs uh, when we work together as well. And wow. this is something that I feel it's available for everyone. Yeah. Uh, and we don't know until we try, but when I see them really just letting it flow, it's a beautiful thing to see and like I say to them you are the most powerful when you're the most vulnerable yeah. you need to open up to really experience all that power as long as you are holding back and trying to control you're not gonna feel that mm -hmm. but when you just let it loose and open up to receive you change the world around you change the possibilities change yes yeah. Wow. Thank you for that. That was a powerful transmission. I, you have me speechless for a second. Um, I was like, forget, forgot the, what I was going to say next. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. You know, and, and I think I want to just transition that into that you came in. Uh, well, actually, I've, I've sat in two workshops or uh, sessions with you now, and both were so incredible. But I will say, you know, you know, sometimes I get you know extra transparent on the podcast and say things that I don't know why I'm saying them. But the first time that I sat in session with you was a part of a, you were um, doing a workshop for Rama Festival, which was so amazing. And, you know, I haven't told you this yet, but, you know, when you said, okay, it's time everybody's going to sing, I was like, oh, my God, no, I can't do this. You know, so I'm like, I have to be somewhere and kind of like left early. And I remember coming out of that and being like, oh, I just, just like to, to parallel in on what you were just saying about, okay, I came up to an edge of something that I felt was, you know, made me uncomfortable. And then I kind of, you know, walked away. And then I was thinking about it afterwards. I was like, I wish I didn't do that. You know, I wish I'd like let myself go there. And so anyway, so then round two, I had to come in as a guest teacher in my membership, which was just so incredible. And I want to talk more about it, but I think, you know, like I let myself do it and I let myself go there. And it was just, I mean, Lace, it was the most amazing transcendental experience I've ever had. Like I was, I was buzzing like the entire rest of the day from that workshop with you. So I think just even my experience is a good illustration of what you just said. Like, you know, if you, if you let yourself kind of, we could macro this and put this in, in the context of a lot of different things, but I think even just like having you letting yourself experience your sound and sing and make sounds and hum and do all these things. And like your, my body was just like, yes, thank you. I feel so good. Let's keep doing this. You know, you know what I mean? So first of all, I wanted mm. to share that with you and just say like, thank you for, I'm sure you probably knew the first time, like, oh, she just didn't want to, she didn't want to sing. Um, <laughs> that happens a lot. <laughs> Does it? Do you find that, 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 that happens a lot? That happens a lot. I even, when I started offering this kind of work, I saw so many people like 
that I thought it was interested, but was afraid. And some people, I really hold their hands. The clients that were working with me already, I really hold held their hands. And I was like, calm down. Mm. It's going to work. I'm I'm with you. And I'm, I'm so glad that they trusted me through the process and really opened up for it because I know it's vulnerable. I know it's kind of like opening your heart and you have no idea what's going to come out of it. And people are listening. And even when it's one-on-one that it's just with me, it, it requires like trust, Yeah. right? So uh, for me, it's very important that the person that is with me is feeling comfortable and safe and that they trust me through the process and that if it's in a group setting that everyone feels comfortable in that setting and that part of it it's me being part of it as well because if I just told you okay now you're going to sing and I'm not part of it right I'm not creating that safe environment I need to go first and that's something that I feel that everyone, if you want to make someone trust you and be comfortable with you, you show up in your most vulnerable first. You show up with your heart on your sleeve first, and then you're creating the space where other people can feel comfortable with that as well. And that can be uncomfortable for me sometimes, but the more I do it, the more I actually really enjoy it. Like yeah. I told you, I, all I wanted was to feel, and that's something that really may, puts me like, with my heart on my sleeve and I really feel everyone around when I do this yeah Uh, yeah and buzzing like you said it's the word that I would say to describe this sound is radiance is the manifestation of sound uh, as we are told in um, there's a a singer Sufi master that I love Mm -hmm. Hazrat Inayat Khan Mm -hmm. that says that Radiance is the manifestation of sound, the visual manifestation of sound. Mm. And that's the buzzing that we feel. It's sound creating that radiant field all around us. And that's what I feel that happens in these workshops. You really can feel physically the manifestation of sound, manifestation of being in that nod. And yet it's so vulnerable that most people are afraid of it until you try and then you can get enough of it. Absolutely. It's like you're hooked on it. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I want to do that again and again and again and again, like every day. (laughs) Absolutely. It's so, it's so addictive. It's magnetic in the best way. I I completely agree. And I think that that's something that um, I couldn't understand until I did it. And then after I did it, it was like, oh, I understand that. That's that, that makes perfect sense. Wow. Yes. I, I love that. Radiance is the manifestation of sound. That's such a perfect encapsulation. Um, and that's, I love how that explains the buzzing feeling because I was like, this is great. You know, it, it, it really actually was like what I feel like after, you know, a really amazing meditation or a really amazing Kriya or, you know, or whatever it's, it was the same sort of feeling after that workshop, after that time with you. And I think it was, you know, so powerful for me. It was so powerful for everyone there who were live and also watching back on the replay. Like it was just so amazing. And I also just want to speak to you as such an, this is why I love this, this term that you use to describe yourself as a frequency holder. I think that that is so multidimensional in its meaning, but I think one of the main ways that I notice that is just how kind of safe of a space you hold in that environment and how you radiate out this frequency of it's safe to be vulnerable here. It's safe to express. It's safe to wear your heart on your sleeve. I love how you said a lot, you know, that some of that comes from you being willing to go first. (laughs) And I think that that's such a beautiful illustration, even just of true, expansive, heart-centered leadership as well. Would you agree? Yeah, thank you for that. It's such an honor to hold space like that, because I know it's not easy to open up like that. And so um, really, I really honor everyone that is working with me, either in groups or one-on-one. I see the beauty in everyone and everyone sounds like I truly believe there's no bad voice there's only held back voice because sometimes (laughs) we we hold back a lot and that's something that I notice with time even during one workshop in the beginning usually people are tight in their throat Mm -hmm. because there's this tension there's this I don't know 
there's a lot of also, and I saw this with my client in the beginning, like when people think they're not, they don't know how to to sing or that they're not good, there's kind of a willing, willingness not to try and really make fun of it or sing badly right. on purpose because then it's just like, oh, I wasn't trying that much anyway. Right. Uh, and we do that a lot with so many things. But the more that they relax and really go for it, not trying to make to be the best singer, but really allowing yourself to enjoy what you're doing. The throat drops, gets more relaxed. The voice starts coming out. They even sound so good that you would say they're, they're singers. And it's just because the, the body relaxed, the nervous system relaxed, and they just let it come. Yeah. That, that's the power of, of it as well. And part of it, it's science because singing also calms the vagus nerve. Um, yes. It's like a yes. massage, but it's also just the willingness to go there. Right. Um, that's what opens it up. Absolutely. And, and I would even go so far as to say is the, the, the best kind of things can come out of us when we're relaxed and we have a calm nervous system and we have a, a vagus nerve that is being massaged and relaxed, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful place to be in. And uh, just, I love that you're bringing this knowledge that singing and making sound and letting relaxed sound come through you is one of the ways that we can kind of bring calm to the nervous system. I think especially in these times, ladies, is something I talk about a lot on the podcast of just, you know, where there's a there's a lot of energy coming onto the planet right now and it can be very intense on best days. And I really think that a lot of people and I think that this has always been the case, but just the have, you know, our nervous systems are taxed, they're a little bit fried, they're tired, they're all these things. And just I love that you bring that that sort of offering of well singing and sound can help your nervous system relax. It's so true. Yeah, we get too serious, I guess, uh, as well. It's, of course, there's all the tension and the stress and so on, but we get too serious in thinking that we need to be serious about serious situations, like even uh, everything that's going on uh, in the world, mm -hmm. that we have to be professional, that we have to be, yeah, just take things seriously, be an adult and so on. Mm -hmm. If we only allow ourselves to play a little bit more yeah, and be silly and not be perfect all the time, actually, we might come up with better solutions because there's, if we're trying to be, to do it all perfectly right all the time there's no space for creativity there's no space for thinking outside the box you're just trying to fit uh fit the box and yeah. uh check the boxes and so on yeah uh creativity is in play so we need to allow that right side of the brain uh to come out and singing does that as well it's really using a part of our nervous system, our brain, that uh, it's way less used the older we get. So yeah. even going back into that childlike side of us really allows us to tap into more possibilities. Absolutely. Yes. I want to put a massive exclamation point on that, I think. And, and I also think that is something that you do so well, Ace. Like I, I think you embody that and you walk your walk and talk your talk around creativity and playfulness and silliness. And, and that's really what allows you to move through the world in the way that you do in such a beautiful way. So I think it's so true. And I also think this is something that I talk about. I'm curious to hear your take on this, that we could even say that creativity is really just psychic information, that, that it's, it's, it's information from the higher realms, from some sort of creative field or force. But I also think that when we're relaxed and playful and open and receptive and not rigid is that that's also when we can get the most amazing kind of higher information, psychic information, connection exactly. with higher beings and guides. What do you think about that? I, I truly believe that our spirit guides are like giggling when we are in our most playful and they're like, let me join. That's the kind of energy that I want to be around. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
that's what I feel every time that I start singing. I really feel that uh, I am able to connect in such a beautiful way. And that's also what I what I listen. Uh, we sometimes, uh, like in the position of the audience, we don't know. But because I've been creating music, I've been listening more to some creators, some artists that I like as well. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that so many of them, the true artists, I want to say, because I know that there's a lot in the music industry uh, and we, I had this prejudice and I know that a lot of people have as well. There's a lot of the music, music industry that is so uh, like programmed and what it's going to work on radio and so on. Right. But the true creators, the true artists, they often say that they feel that they received songs from something higher, even if they don't know exactly what it is. Some people say like, I would like to think it's God. Some people say that it's, they receive things on dreams and so on. This process of connect, of creativity and connecting with higher realms, mm-hmm. really receiving information is so prevalent. It's in so many things. And you can see if you look beneath the surface of so many lyrics, the deep, deep meaning of those things you're going to see so much high information that they're not going to say that they're medium or that they're channeling songs or right. stuff. some, some say that they received the song and you can see that they actually received the song, but there's so much in music that is that connection from above. And I truly feel that music is a form of connection that it's so pure and so strong that we can experience uh, in so many ways and I definitely receive in that way as well but more than that it's also said again from that Sufi master that I mentioned our souls uh, only accepted to come to this limited physical body to be able to experience sound and I can tell this for everyone but I truly feel that my soul definitely was like on board with that 100% (laughs) You were like, yes, please sign me up for that experience. (laughs) Wow. Yes. And actually, even just like, as I think about it, you know, a lot of higher energies, I guess that I'm communicating with, like a lot of it is telepathic, right? So it's not a lot of this, you know, speaking out loud and this like hearing your sound, you know? So that's actually, I've never thought of it that way. That's such a great point that, okay, we're here. Let's radiate and broadcast our sound and beautiful words and thoughts and feelings out into the three-dimensional and truths and truths too into the into the planet into the world that's such a beautiful concept I love that so much yeah I love that you brought light to that conversation just around artists and musicians and looking back even throughout history at some of these you know incredible creators and powerful musicians who you know they attest the the song or a lyric or the emotion of a song to I don't know where it came from it just dropped into my head or all of a sudden I was just automatically writing these lyrics down and I have no idea where they came from and I'm really interested in that kind of like psychic creative process I always have been and I love observing it and kind of especially when unbeknown to the person like they're like I don't know I just brought the song through but then sometimes there's consciousness where these people are like oh yeah this this is this did not come from me this came from somewhere else and I think that you can almost look at music and sound and (laughs) I'm talking mostly in the past I still think there are people doing that today of course you are one of them but it's such a cool thing to track throughout history these songs and where they came from and the artist that's bringing them through and I think that that's something I'm so fascinated by yeah, I love tracking this. Uh, there's even a book that I, I can share with you. There's a book talking about creativity and these psychic messages receiving. I haven't finished it yet, but it's really interesting. Mm. Actually, I heard of it in Roma, uh, in one of the Roma festivals, not the last one, but the other one. Yeah, there's a lot uh, about this. And you can definitely notice on so many singers for me there are some songs i'm gonna put out an album this year i have a couple of songs that are out there already but uh, some of the music is i feel that it's a co-creation part is me processing my life and emotions and so on part is what i receive and some music are just what i received and i don't even know exactly 
what it is, but there's a song that will be in this album. I'm calling it We Arrived. I'm not sure if it's going to be the name, probably, that I clearly felt it was a conversation between me uh, and it actually is in the podcast. I shared full version on the podcast. I'm going to do a shorter, slightly shorter version for the yeah. album. But I clearly felt it was a conversation between what I was receiving and so many layers that I was shedding as I was receiving that message. Incredible. I would love to hear it. I'm going to link that episode in the show notes if you don't mind. So, so the yeah. listeners can hear it too. That's amazing because you have your own beautiful podcasts as well. So, oh, that's amazing. And I love the the name or the potential name of, of your, of your album. And I can't wait to, to hear it. I just already can tell it's going to be absolutely incredible. It is already absolutely incredible. I'm so excited to hear it. And so excited for you. That's a very big milestone moment in your lifetime. So congratulations. That's very exciting. Amazing. Amazing. So last couple things, um, Lice, I would love for you to share just as we, we've kind of talked to this and around this, but do you have any kind of simple, easy practices that the listeners could start playing with right now to start exploring their sound and singing and just little things that they can do at home or while they're listening to this to relax the body and the vocal cords to bring through the sounds that want to come through them? Definitely. So first one, it's so simple and we yet we forget. Uh, it's just humming. Can really take a deep. Let's just do it uh, right here. Let's do Can it. Really take a deep breath and. And you just feel where that buzzing energy is vibrating in your body. You can even hum in higher or lower pitches and feel where. It is vibrating and even send that hum to a part of you that is needing that uh, sound humming. Yeah. It's not just clearing your vibrational field in your body, but it's also clearing your aura all around you. You can really change the environment around you, change the energy, mm -hmm. uplift the energy uh, just through humming. I often start doing this when I'm in the middle of a space where I feel that the energy is not that good and there's too much going on. I just start humming and I can feel that the field changes. Wow. So, That's yeah. an incredible, easy, simple way, not only just to move your own sort of energy and auric field, but I also love just moving the energy of a space or an environment or a group even. Oh, I love yeah. that. That's incredible. Yeah. If you want to take a step further, you can start uh, chanting a mantra as well. Yes. Even something simple like the Hamadasa, uh, yeah. Sasisohang, or yeah. uh, Satanama. Something yeah. simple like that can work, but humming, it's really your vibration in the air and it really works. Yeah. It really does. It's so yeah. true. That's a beautiful um, practice. Another very simple practice uh, just to get the system calm down before you do any other singing because I can definitely uh, support the singing as well. It's vocal trills and the one where you kids do this all the time and there's a reason why they do this. It's because it really works and it not only calms the nervous system but also when you do this it's like like moving your lips yes uh, you're also activating a mer meridian that is in the lips that open the heart huh is that right yeah. wow that's incredible so yeah it, it's really powerful it seems so silly so childish but it does work it does work it does it open all the channels beautiful those are two perfect little practices and yeah like you said they're simple but with intention and with some knowledge just around what they're opening for you and what they're doing for you that's that's very powerful thank you for sharing that i know that's going to be really helpful and actionable little things that anybody listening to this who wants to take this conversation a step further they can start practicing with so i'm very grateful for that after that it's really just Allow yourself to sing to a song that you love or that, or to sing whatever you feel like it. It can be just sound, just humming. It can be 
whatever words come to you. Sometimes I sing what I'm doing uh, and things start to come up, but it doesn't have to be like a big message all of a sudden. It can be yep. just something that makes you feel good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm making a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making my lunch. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's incredible. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And just as we prepare to wrap up here, I would love for you to share. I know you shared your you have your your album coming out in the next little while, but kind of a two-pronged question here. Do you have anything going on right now or coming up that you're excited about in your work that you'd like to share? And also adding on to that a link all of your information in the show notes of where people can find you, but also where is the best place for people to connect with you? Yes. The best place for people to connect with me is Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I'm like card on Instagram. I love when people DM me, I DM back. I love connecting with people and talking about all things, uh, either about sound or anything else. Also, I'm on Spotify uh, already, so you can search for Lays Carton there as well. My website is yourcaptivatingbrand.com, uh, or if you search for laiscart.com, you're going to get on my music page as well. Beautiful. Amazing. Well, I'm so excited for everyone to get connected with you and get in your aura and your beautiful energy. I always just feel walking away from an interaction with you feeling so just excited and enlightened and lit up and, and also relaxed. Like I feel just having this time with you, I feel more relaxed than when we started. So you have a powerful gift of being able to do that. Thank you for your time, Lais, and and your energy and your wisdom. And can't wait for the listeners to come and find you and get connected with you and all that you're doing so thank you yeah thank you so much Emily yes this, uh, is this was such a beautiful conversation and I really enjoyed I am doing uh, I do online ceremonies from time yes. to time usually around new moons or full moons so you can look for that as well I'm gonna do one soon uh, with these cir circles of singing and it's always such a pleasure to have people coming up and really opening your heart. So if you are afraid of it, it's a uh, indicative to do it. It's a so. good sign. That's right. I can vouch for that 100% that if you're afraid, it means yes, you need to sit with Laisa in a ceremony. So that sounds amazing. And I'm excited that you're going to be doing something like that because, you know, we've talked about it here on this podcast and I'm sure that there's going to be people who are like, I want in on this. How can I do this with you? So that's amazing. And I'll definitely share that out when I, when I see that. And I can't wait to attend another ceremony with you as well. And I love how you, I know you're into astrology as well. And I love how, of course, you know, I love how you kind of structure that around the new and the full moons as well. Last little question for you, Lace, just because I'm super curious and I'm an astrology nerd. What is your sun, moon and rising? Yeah, my sun is Virgo. My moon is Aries and my rising is Scorpius. So, oh, amazing. Uh, yeah. Interesting combination. Like I have the depth uh, and going intimate with people from mm -hmm. Scorpio. Yes. The childlike things is my moon Aries that's always very happy to sing <laughs> and mm -hmm. come out like that. My Virgo is the, the one that uh, keeps it all together and <laughs> makes sure that I get things done. <laughs> Right, because with the Aries and Scorpio stuff, you don't know, right? Your Virgo kind of keeps everything on track. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like I have three within me. They're three are very different. <laughs> That's amazing. I, you know, it's funny just from one astrology person to another. I used to have a, a friend of mine. She was a, a, a Gemini sun, Capricorn moon and a Scorpio rising. And she always used to joke that like her, her Capricorn moon was like what kept her together. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it's that's what the earth, that's what earth signs are good at, you know they just keep us all in line here so thank you earth signs we love you <laughs> yes yeah, it's, a, it's a very powerful inner inner critic as well but uh, my aries just makes fun of my virgo and it's all good <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm Aries rising. So I know, I know what you mean. The, the, oh. have, yeah, I know what you mean. We have a power to bring the levity and the humor and the playfulness yeah. too, right? I'm a Sagittarius sun, Gemini moon and Aries rising. Oh. Yeah. Love it. 
Yes. So I got the double fire. I got a little bit of, it's interesting. It's I've got the Gemini moon, but it's the, it's literally the only air that I have in my entire chart. I'm really fire heavy and I'm earth heavy and water heavy. So the Gemini moon is kind of like, it's, it's a bit of an anomaly. <laughs> yeah, but it's complementary to your sun and Sagittarius because they are complementaries and yeah. Gemini and Sagittarius work so well together. Yes. It, it's a beautiful uh, polarity in there. It is. I'm born on a full moon, so it's um, it is a beautiful polarity. And my mom's a Gemini, so I I I, I love the the Gemini energy. It really is so. And and it's funny because somebody pointed out to me they were like, I knew you had a Gemini moon, because on on the podcast, like the way I open up questions is, I'm curious about, and they'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah. she has a Gemini moon. <laughs> so it's it, it's it shows it's it shows itself, you know. <laughs> anyway, amazing. Well, I, I again, Lace, I'm so grateful for this time sitting with you and chatting with you. And I can't wait to connect with you again in the future and uh, stay in touch and can't wait for the community to hear this conversation. Thank you for your time. Thank you. This was amazing. Amazing. Take care.